Cultivate and Keep podcast. I'm Corey. And it's your favorite one, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm probably not, but that's my hope. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, dude. I don't know if people even have favorites right now. That's true. I hope they do, hmm. and I hope I'm the one, but... It's probably you, but... Why do you say that? Um, You got the better, like, podcast, like, presence, I think. And, like the voice and audio presence yeah and i come through with the jokes i think and i, I kind of so. like lighten the mood. you got a big heart got a big heart yeah uh, that's what it's all about well we got a tight time frame so okay so quit the jibber so <laughs> quick announcement uh just really quick an update on our slash favorites page so cultivate and keep.com slash favorites you'll find my name on that page you will really get it where favorites oh because you're the favorite bunch. come through with the jokes i see you Man. all right um, anyways. Shout out to all my fans. <laughs> that Shout was probably the, the lamest thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> wow. Shout out to all my fans. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we have a, we're building out a favorites, uh, a page called the favorites page. And it's full of all of our favorite resources for Christian men. So books, apps, amazing websites, um, nonprofits and ministries, um, a lot of great stuff. So we would love for you to go check it out. Tell us what you think. Uh, we're also looking for help in building it out. So if you have any suggestions, um, your favorite book, your favorite app, your favorite website, um, your favorite nonprofit that you want to uh, support and you, you think that we should uh, mention, feel free to uh, email us or send us a DM on social media, and we'll be sure to get that on there. Um, all right. So what are we talking about today, Cheerswag? I'm excited. Um, I like t- this one. Yeah. <clears throat> today we're going to talk about the... Um, that passage in uh, in Romans where Paul talks about the idea of why do I do the very thing that I hate? Mm. Um, and I think the title of the passage is A Conflict of Two Natures. And uh, kind of just talking about the idea of like there are things in our life. And I want to kind of expand and talk about more than just sin. I think when we hear that verse, we think of like just sin in our life. But like in general, there's a lot of things that I do um, personally that I, I hate. And like why do I why am I stuck in these patterns, whether it's a sin or um, like a big one is the way I like interact and and treat people like uh, relationships, um, you know, wanting to start certain habits like that could expand to so many areas. But why do I do the very thing that I hate? And it's this just this idea of, of um, like we know what is right. We know what is good in most cases. And we aim to do that, but we constantly fall short. And so Paul if you haven't read it, um, it's Romans seven fifteen through 20. And that is kind of what it's about, this idea of if he's expressing, kind of being stuck and wanting to see change. Yeah. Hashtag relatable. Cool. So let's... <laughs> you, wow, that was really bad. <laughs> hashtag relatable. Dude, I love using hashtags. <laughs> I know you do. I'm all about hashtags. Ever since they became not cool, they were my favorite mm. instantly. Sounds about right. That's just how <clears> it worked. <throat> Anyways, um, so let's... I'll read through this. Uh, forgive me in advance, I want to do my best to read through this, but the, uh, the Bible is kind of hard to read sometimes, especially it matters a lot what translation you have. I think we have a pretty good one, but anyways, we're going to be reading in uh, Romans 7, 15 through 20. So it says, for what, am I, for what I am doing, I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that I confessing that the law is good. So now, no longer am I the one doing it, but the sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. 
but if I'm not, for, but if I am doing the very thing that I do not want, I am no longer doing the one doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. So that's a little bit, it's kind of like a tongue twister in a lot yeah, of ways. Um, but I think it's really well summed up in that, even just that first verse where he says, for what I am doing, I do not understand. I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing that I hate. Yeah, It's he, interesting. He says, he has a few like kind of just statements <clears throat> I wanted to um, hit on. He says, um, hold on, lost my spot. Okay, so he says in verse 14, I am of the flesh sold under sin. Verse 15, he says, I do the very thing that I hate. Uh, then he says, wretched man that I am in verse 24. Mm. And then the last verse in verse 25, we actually didn't read the, these ones, but yeah. he says, with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. And like, there's a few like pretty intense um, like things to say, and especially Paul, like, if, you, if you know anything about Paul, like he, he was a man that, that loved Jesus and was devoted to, to follow him. But these statements that he's saying doesn't really sound like a person um, that he says earlier in Romans 8, 2, he, he talked about um, that the spirit of Jesus like lives in him and he's free. Mm. And But right now he's talking about being a slave to sin. And it's being not really the Paul that law. we know. It's not the Paul that we know. And it doesn't sound like a man that's, that has a spirit of God in him. Yeah. And that was just the previous, um, the next chapter he talks about that. And so when I was reading through this, it caught my attention. I was like, wait, why would he like, Literally ten verses before this, he's he's sharing all this right now of basically hating himself. Yeah. And the next chapter says, "I'm a fr- I'm free. The Spirit of God lives in me." And it kind of like caught my attention and kind of got me thinking about like, I don't know, like this is a big topic, and I think that we kind of glance over it. Um, but I think it applies in so many ways. And I kind of said in the intro of just the idea of most of us. Well, first of all, this applies to all of us with sin. Let's just say that. Yeah. Every single one of us. Every single one of us <coughs> can understand that this is hashtag relatable. <laughs> yeah, well, because because of our sin. But I think, I think that's mainly how we identify with this with this passage. And if you've heard it at church, like with, by a pastor, this is probably we know the context. But I, I like thinking of it outside of just sin. Like simply, like what are some habits in your life that you've been fighting for a long time to to start and you mm-hmm. can't do it? Um, what about I don't know, just friends you interact with or close people that you love in your life that you 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 don't always love the way that you treat, you know, or um, I don't know, it expands, there's so many ways to take it. And it kind of excites me thinking about just this idea of the, the two natures of we know what we want, but we let our just our nature get the best of us and kind of our, our sin and our selfishness. Yeah, I, I think that this passage has always stuck out to me. And I think, um, actually, I'm remembering a little bit now, uh, when I was a sophomore in high school and I had just kind of come off of winter camp, my first experience with the Lord. And I was coming, coming back to the idea of following the Lord and becoming a Christian and rededicating my life. Um, I was on this kick of reading the Bible and well, actually rereading the Bible because I had already kind of read through it as a kid. Um, but this was one of the ones I remember reading through and being like, Whoa, like this is really hefty stuff. And it was just so real in that time for me, especially battling with my faith and with my sin that I was dealing with, because I think everyone, especially at certain points in their life, but everyone, even in every day are just like, why am I doing this? Or why am I this way? Or why am I stuck in this thing or in this situation? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, he talks about a little bit, but in, uh, you know, we're always a slave to our flesh naturally. Like that's kind of the default way that we are and are broken and mm-hmm. sinful kind of ways as human beings. Um, but it's not who we're supposed to be. So it's mm-hmm. always this question of why am I doing this? And why am I acting this way? And why am I thinking these thoughts? Yeah. So most of us, we, um, 
we recognize, okay, where I am today, what I'm doing right now is not what I want for my life. So most of us desire like to do good. We want kind of like the next and better thing. And we know that about Paul. Paul, you kind of can tell like the way he's writing, but he had like a, d- a deep desire and longing to, um, A, he wanted to be closer to Jesus, but with that, he didn't want to do the things that he hated, right? And so we know that these shortcomings he's describing, you know, th- these falling back in times of falling back into sin, um, that wasn't, I, I didn't want to say, I don't think that was like a consistent part of Paul's life. I don't think mm-hmm. he was like consistently failing. I think like most Christians, this, this was a part of his Christian walk of there are certain sins or habits that we have a hard time breaking. And so they were, rather than just a consistent, you know, uh, always engulfed in sin, it was occasional, you know, falling back and making mistakes. Well, he says in <clears> verse 17, so now no longer am I the one doing it, but sw- what sin which dwells mm-hmm. in me. Um, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh for the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. So he's talking about how even as a Christian sin can creep into your life. And then when you're in these spots where like, why am I doing this? It's because you've let sin back in your life or it's because there's some part of you that's not fully devoted Mm -hmm. to Jesus. And so it's, it's sort of interesting because he says, it's not me because he as a Christian, he's been made new. He is God's, but it's the sin that he's letting have a part in his life. If you read the passage, it's kind of like it, it's like a gradual, like he comes to like a certain understanding. Like as you're reading it, it's kind of like he's talking to himself. Yeah, like, he's like kind of figuring it out as yeah. he's writing it. And I think like kind of the whole idea he's talking about is really the whole Christian life of being sanctified and kind of the idea yeah. of we're continually in a, in a warfare and continually um, day by day improving and really identifying the things in our life that need to be worked on and need to be, um, I don't want to say fixed, but that that need Jesus, right? So you know, Paul is obviously talking about the things he, he can't beat, but um, that's really what he's talking about, the idea of being sanctified and what that means as a Christian. Well, you know what's interesting? Correct me if I'm wrong, but to be sanctified means um, to be, like, purified, and I think the actual word comes from, like, to be tried by fire. Am I am I, I wrong? Think, am I totally I off? I think you're right. That. that feels right. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. But Just that, go with it, Corey. <laughs> but it's interesting because... Um, that makes a lot of sense because if you're being sanctified and you're being tried by fire, really what that's doing is that it's revealing all the blemishes and all the kind of shortcomings that you have and all the ways that you need God to come in completely, but it's, it's surfacing those, right? So when Paul's like, why am I doing these things? Well, it's because maybe it's because God is actually dealing with these things or these parts of your life that you haven't touched before or that the devil has had a stronghold in your life before. So this idea of sanctification that He's purifying you and that it's a process and that he's making you more like him in turn, it's going to make you battle with a lot of things that maybe you haven't battled with before. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That gets me thinking about the idea of, so as Christians, I think our whole lives, there's kind of this this general like massive idea that follows us, follows us like the theme of not yet of whether it's Hmm. like waiting for things that we want or whether it's overcoming a struggle the idea of, of not yet and kind of thinking of like most things that we go through are a process and most things that we want, you know, it's, it's going to take time. And so mm-hmm. whether it's the the battle of becoming the, kind of Paul's talking about, becoming the man, we, becoming the person you want to be and to stop doing the, the things that we hate, which I almost like, I want to laugh when I say that because it's so Why am funny. I a lazy yeah. piece of crap? <laughs> it's like, we just like, man, like I, from, so when I read this, I was thinking to myself, I do most of my reading in the morning when I, before I start my day. And so oftentimes I, I, I'll read and I'll have these great moments of just like saturating myself in the word and prayer and thinking like, man, like 
I'm gonna crush today. No, not like a prime <laughs> one. What I'm, what, let me I can see you just like right? looking around, like I own this place. Okay, but hold on, that's not what I meant. What I mean is like with kindness, Corey. Like oh, right, I'm gonna crush. Right, right. I'm, I'm gonna be nice to you. Dealing with gonna, kindness. Yeah, like I, and I'm Dealing being, I, I'm being Sorry. genuine, and you're just crushing my mind. Sorry. No, like the idea of like sitting there and just saying like, man, like. I want to love people today. I want to do good to those around me and I want to like bless others. Those that are close to me and those that aren't close that I don't really know. Right. And so I have these times of like, just being like lasered focused, like, okay, like, today's going to be that. And then like my first opportunity I get, <laughs> I'm on the road and I'm like, ah, oh, screw you person. that cut me, whatever. <laughs> right. Off. Just full of like anger yeah. and frustration. Yeah. And so it's like, I think when I read this, that's kind of what I thought of like, man, like I know in my heart, like, where how I want to be how I want to be positioned like towards people I know like the kind of man I want to be in that respect but why is it such a struggle for me like why hmm. can I have how can I have this moment of being so like locked in with the presence of God and like saying like this is it this is how I need to be and then five minutes later my first chance I'm already messing up right. so there's that and then I think about what about those that are close to me you know what about those that I'm in um like contact contact with daily like though even those people like why do I you know, odd times not treat them the, the way that I want to treat them. And so just whole idea of, I, I, man, like, I know this is wrong. Like, this is not how it should be. Like, why do I keep doing this? Um, that, that's kind of what prompted us wanting to talk, to talk about it today was kind of thinking through that whole process, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think this gets down to the meat of the whole topic, but the sort of overarching theme of it in a lot of ways is just this idea of like the continual perpetual struggle mm-hmm. and it's the battle within and it's the battle of flesh and spirit it's the battle of good and evil it's the battle of satan and god and it's all happening inside of you and it's going to continue happening but i think what that what we're getting at is that it, it is going to be this continual spiritual warfare inside of you um in, in a lot of ways this passage just in a few short sentences kind of perfectly sums up yeah. the whole idea of human nature, right? That our, our fallen state as human beings, we, you know, God created us in his image and we are perfect. And then Satan tempted men and we fell and we sinned and now we're broken, right? There's still a glimpse of who God wants us to be. And we still have that chance to be redeemed. Yeah. But even if we're Christians, we're still not perfect, and we still struggle and we're going to, to continue to struggle. So there's this battle that goes on every day inside of us. And in a lot of kind of respects, it's just that life is a struggle and it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy or to kind of expect that. I mean, especially in the context of being a man as a Christian, but to expect that everything is going to go right or that you have it all figured out, that once you overcome this thing that you have it overcome once and for all is just not true and it's yeah. just going to kind of set you up for failure down the road. Which I think it's easy to hear that and to kind of feel deflated. Like as you were talking, yeah, I was like, like oh, I was like, like, dang, like, you know, like, but, um, I don't know. I think that I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word embracing, but I think just understanding, like that's the reality. Mm. That that's a good f- word for it. You think so? Yeah. Well, just think like th- that's the reality. Like we, we have our fallen nature, you know, humans, man has fallen and we are in this, this broken world. And so this is the reality of what we face. And so, I think just, yeah, we can say embracing, like embracing that and agreeing with it and say, okay, like, but like, let's make the change. Let's not buy in. It, it, rather than being deflated, it can, you can spin it around to be, I would say almost like motivated and like, mm-hmm. like let's freaking punch us in the face. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like just flip it, you know? Well, it's encouraging to know like one, this is normal and then mm-hmm. everyone struggles with it. 
and that two, you can have victory over it and that there's a way out. Like God gives us that victory and he completes us with his Holy Spirit. He empowers us to overcome those things. But again, to expect that it's going to happen, that you are going to struggle with it. Like that's okay. That's normal but you can have victory over it ultimately. Yeah, one thing I want to say was not using that as an excuse to fall back into sin. Hmm. Uh, I think it's easy because I, I have found myself there many times of just saying, man, like, well, back, you know, back at it or, or this is normal because it's that pattern of like hitting a wall and falling down. Yeah. And just because it, uh, just because we can uh, come to terms with, it's going to be our lives, a process of this, um, our life's a process of overcoming stuff. It doesn't mean we can use it as a crutch to fall back into sin or to say, oh, like my life's a process, like back to yeah. sinning again, you know, yeah. like it shouldn't be like that. Right. Um, so I'll read that kind of concluding verse a little bit to this section, but it's Romans eight twenty three, And he says, and not only this, but also we ourselves having the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly, eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body, and this is essentially the same as the cry, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death, right? Well, we can have victory over it. And there is uh, the redemption over this this kind of struggle. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You want to go into the... Yeah, so let's talk about kind of just three main areas of life that I, I think this could apply to. Um, the first and obvious one, we, which we've already touched on, I think all of these we've touched on, but the obvious one is, is habitual sin. So mm-hmm. when you read this verse, kind of what, what comes to your mind, well, obviously the, the main one is going to be sin. Um and as I was like thinking through my notes, I, I don't know how, how or why, but I had a picture of like someone running an obstacle, obstacle course. And I think of one of those like mud runs to where like, it's like an okay. intense, <laughs> why are you laughing at me? You're smiling. No, I, I just have no idea where you're going with this. Okay. Well, but spit fire. So but, yeah, continue, please enlighten me. <laughs> so mud runs, like they're crazy obstacle courses. Like, you know, it's like a river with mud basically that you have to run a race through. Um, but I was picturing that like an obstacle course like that. And coming to a point where there is like a, a straight wall that goes up, let's just say 50 feet, right? Mm. And um, it's flat. There's no surface that you can grab onto. There's no like um, divots or like uh, rocks you can like pull yourself up with. It's just like literally a flat wood wall, no rope, no nothing. And you have to go over it. It's kind of thinking like that's how it feels oftentimes. Like I think a Christian walk, especially with sin, like you, you're, you're, doing, you're running an obstacle course, right? You're living life. You're doing what you're doing what you can. And it comes a point where you just keep like hitting like a certain sin. You can't climb it. You, I've been there. I literally can't get past something. I don't know why. And it's like those moments of like, dude, like I know this is wrong. Like, I know like I don't want to do this thing, but it, I keep going back to it. And, and why is that? Um, that's kind of what I pictured. I think it's important to know, like reading that last verse talking about, you know, uh, you know, freedom and what comes from overcoming sin. Like there, there are ways to overcome that. And it's like we, we tell ourselves this, we know it, and we, yeah, we go back to it. And I think it's kind of taking yourself right back to square one and like refocusing yourself and saying, no, like I can overcome this. There's freedom. There are ways to accomplish this. Yeah, totally. Um, another practical kind of application of this number two is in good and bad habits. Uh, so, you know, we decide that we're going to, I don't know, start making something good. Maybe we're going to start working out. We're going to start eating healthy waking up early, reading more. I mean, I, I know that I've thought and tried all these same things, trying new things, developing a skill, right? Um, but we get all excited about the idea that we could do this thing and we can overcome it. And, you know, the Lord's going to use, use us in this great way. Maybe we're getting involved in the ministry or whatever it is. Um, but then there comes a few days in and things get hard or things get difficult or there's some sort of, again, obstacle. And then you get discouraged and, and you give up and yeah. you kind of 
feel like you're back in, in square one. Um, and I think that this is sort of, again, habits are, well, it's, it's sort of the, this is kind of a good application of it, but good habits take, I think, what, what do they say? Like 21 days oh, yeah. or something like, yeah. but it, it only takes like a day to break a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Right. So you spend all this time working towards something or, you know, God, I'm going to read my Bible every day, or I'm going to start treating people this way, or I'm going to love my wife this way. And then it only takes one time for it kind of all to crumble a little bit. And then you're sitting there thinking, why did I do this? Or why am I the way that I am? Or why can't I just, you know, continue doing this thing? Why do I have to stop going back into my old ways? And you just have to keep building that good habit. And you have to keep rebuilding those habits um, and know that, like, again, there's going to be a victory in it. But the Lord's going to use you in building those habits, and and ultimately He's going to He's going to fulfill right His promise for whatever that thing is. Yeah, it's kind of like most. I think in life, with most things that are good, it, it takes time, and most mm-hmm. things that are bad, it's immediate. I was um, listening to a podcast this week, and they were talking about the idea of like um, like going to the gym and working out, right? So if you decide I want to uh, I want to be fit, I want to you know be in shape and look better. When you commit to going to the gym, it's like at first it's it's not going to be easy. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to cost you money, inconvenience. You're going to be sore, sweaty. So it's like you going initially is going to be hard, but probably two or three weeks down the road, a few months down the road, you're hopefully going to look better, shed some pounds, look you know look better, right? The idea of wanting to have a couple more cookies or brownies, it's like it's so easy. You have it. Yeah. It's like you're immediately happy and satisfied. Yeah. But actually, you know, a couple hours later, you might feel sick. So it's kind of the mm-hmm. opposite. It's like the good comes, typically comes, uh, for bad things, the good comes first, right? It's yeah. eating that brownie, the good came right away, and it was bad after. But for, like, good stuff for your life, um, the good part of that is typically delayed, right? And I think it's the same idea of what we're talking about here is for developing good habits. It's like, the pro- you know, de- putting that habit in place is going to take work. And if, and if you mess up a little bit, it's going to be easy to stop. But like the fruit of the good habit that comes down the road is so much more beneficial than the immediate gratification from, you know, what you're currently indulging in. Yeah. I, I mean, I think in general, good things are hard. Bad things are easy. And it reminds me of uh, the parable of the straight and the narrow or the the straight and narrow path. Yeah, and yeah, then the yeah, wait, Yeah. The narrow and the wide paths and the wide path is easy and it's and it's straight. And, you know, everyone goes that the gate is white. And then you have the narrow and it's hard and it's long and it's windy and you can't see the end, but that's the path that leads to life. Yeah. Our third and last point um, was uh, relationships. Um, we've, I think we hit on this already. So I don't want to spend too much time, but just, I kind of wanted to ask the question, kind of get you thinking, uh, do you ever think to yourself that you, how can you treat people better? Like, do you ever mm-hmm. decide like I, I, today I'm going to be a better friend or better spouse, whatever it is. Um, if you ask yourself that question, but then you find yourself not following through, like think of the why, what caused you to hit that point where you didn't follow through? Was it an initial reaction you had that you've kind of trained your mind to do? Um, whatever that may be, I think it's important to kind of like pull apart and dissect it of, um, you know, why why are you failing? Like, why is it, if you can have such clear thinking at one moment and then the next moment not, like what's causing it? Yeah, no, for sure. That's a great Especially with people. Question to ask, yeah. Yeah, you're like, why why can't I love this person or why can't I accept this person? Or um, or it could even be the other way around. Like, why is this person continuing to do the same thing and they don't treat me any differently? Yeah. Um, so I think just overall, like, so what is the answer to, like, this struggle of the two natures in us? Like, what is, 
what what are we getting at? What is the answer? I, I don't think we have. Well, there's, yeah, there's never like a yeah, single answer. Yeah, there isn't answer. like yeah. a single answer. One that I did want to say was really encourage you to read the following chapter, yeah. Romans 8. I think there's a lot of encouragement in life that's spoken into that. Um, we have, I think, a part of that we put in this in this in our notes if Corey wants to come through <laughs> and read it. <laughs> yeah, I'll Just read. Just so you guys know, I've designated Corey as the official reader. Yeah, somehow I got stuck with that, so John. That's it's okay. His part. I'm glad they accept. So this is uh, Good things are hard. Romans 8, 6 through 13. Yeah. So I, actually, I don't think I'll read the, through the whole thing because the first ones um, summarize it. But uh, it starts out with, for the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are not in the flesh cannot please God. However, if you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, through though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And also reminds me of um, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. He says, uh, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of warfare are not in the flesh, but are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations of every lofty raising thing. Um, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. I think the main kind of takeaway here is that don't fight fleshly things with fleshly things. Like yeah. there's no kind of secret formula or amazing habit or 30 day, uh, you don't know, cleanse that can help you through this. You have to fight this spiritual warfare with, uh, with God. Like you need, you can't fight the flesh with the flesh. You have to fight the flesh with the spirit. So fight it with God's word, fight it with mm-hmm worship fight it with accountability fight it with fellowship fight it with spiritual things not fleshly things yeah i think reminding yourself that that fleshly mindset will will, uh, more times than not probably take you down and it's not gonna it's gonna probably bring you to that end result of of failing gonna hit that wall and falling down um i think as simple as simply uh but understanding that we we live with the spirit and the spirit of god is in you so simply like fill your fill your mind and your heart with things of the spirit and the spirit overcomes those things for yeah. you. Yeah, I love that. Well, I think this has been a, a super interesting topic and we would love to hear more about your thoughts on it and what, what you struggle with and kind of what yeah. you think are some some amazing ways that the God, that God has helped you overcome these things. Um, so if you want to uh, contact us in any way, if you want to tell us, you can email us at cultivateandkeep.com. You can find us on IG, Instagram, get a, give us a shout out there. Uh, Subscribe, share it with a friend if you liked it, and we will see you later. Peace.